Sharpen the Square, episode number 43. Matt Howe alongside Justin Sankoop, as always. Uh, conference tournament day number two for us. Uh, off a bit of a rocky day one in conference tournaments. Justin, much better than me. Oh, I, was, I had a brutal day. I don't even want to discuss it. It was an 0-5 in one day. Um, the push was Penn State. Um, a lot of losses on Oklahoma, Washington State, um, Stanford. Um, just just not great. Um, so a tough day, but a ton of games to get back into today. Just what, what did you think of yesterday's uh, slate, and how did you end up? Um, yeah, not much better. Uh, three and three. No, that's that's much better. <laughs> I mean, lost out on some with the juice. Um, let's see. It was a good slate. Uh, there were some interesting losses, some some big upsets, right? Um, Butler beat Xavier. That's kind of a killer to Xavier's NCAA tournament hopes. Um, Syracuse came out, played the game of their season to beat NC State. They shot the lights out and probably put themselves on the right side of the bubble, which is a huge win for them. And they can probably secure an NCAA tournament bid if they beat Virginia tomorrow. And we'll get into that later. Um, Xavier blowing like a 20 point lead to Butler is a killer. Like they're probably not, they're not, they're out. Hey, they, you don't, you don't do that in a quad three game and still make the NCAA tournament. So they're probably out. Um, Duke with a big win over Louisville, uh, their center, Mark Williams had like 20 points and 20 rebounds. He was insane. Absolutely unstoppable. Um, you know, it felt like a good spot for Duke. Uh, Louisville may have to sweat their spot in the NCAA tournament now also. They don't really have the best resume. So it was a good day, good day of college basketball. Um, it was kind of an appetizer uh, because tomorrow's slate, Matt, is, is um, I don't know, if today's slate was good, tomorrow's slate is absolutely fantastic, you know? I mean, tomorrow we've got the quarterfinals of the, of the conference tournaments, Um I mean, quarterfinals of some conference tournaments, first rounds really of others, but like today was kind of the appetizer and tomorrow's the main course. And, and then we'll get into just really great days of college basketball throughout the weekend. So, and you say day. today and tomorrow, this is going to drop. Yes. We're, we're recording t- the night before. So he means today is in Wednesday. Um, Thursday is going to be the quarterfinals and such. All the games we're going to be covering are Thursday. When you listen to it, it will be today. So, Today's games, let's get right into it. Let's We're going to go conference by conference here. There's about four games in each conference. Okay, let's start with the Big Ten because that is our resident conference and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights play, and it is a very exciting game. Let's, let's start with that one. We'll get that one out of the way. Indiana versus Rutgers. Rutgers minus three. Justin, you talked about it a couple of days ago. You're a little worried about this game. I look at this number, and I think it's the number spot on. Rutgers should be the favorite in the game. Um, any more than one possession? No, they shouldn't be. So I don't really see an edge here for the Scarlet Knights. Um, I mean, the biggest matchup advantage for Rutgers is that, um, you know, they're going to match up with Trace Jackson Davis with Miles Johnson. That's who they're going to counter Indiana's best player with, with our best defensive player and one of the best defensive players in the conference. So you got to hope that goes Rutgers way, but they need to make shots. That's as simple as that. They're going to have to make shots. Geo Baker, um, Jacob Young, they're going to have to step up here and make shots for the Scarlet Knights if they want to win the game. I have no interest in betting this game. I think it's going to be super tight. I think Indiana is going to battle. Um, they're not going to roll over and let Rutgers blow them out. I really don't think that at all. Um, so I have no interest. I don't even think there's an edge in this game. Um, Justin, I think you probably feel the same. I know you're a little more worried than I am about this one. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm never interested in betting Rutgers. My number on the game is Rutgers minus two and a half um, for whatever that's worth. Uh, you mentioned the Miles Johnson matchup edge. Yes, that's a matchup edge, but he's also two quick whistles away in the first two minutes from that being totally fucked. Um, sure. And we've seen that before. Yeah, I uh, I think that in a weird way, Rutgers securing probably securing their NCAA tournament bid by beating Minnesota in overtime over the weekend may like take the pressure off of them. So I think there's a chance they come out and play loose and we see them playing um, the best that they've played really since December. Um, maybe that's my optimistic perspective. Um, I agree. I don't think there's any real betting angle on this game. Um, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. Like that's the old adage. And that's what Rutgers is trying to do against Indiana in their home state where Indiana should have um, a distinct home court advantage. Um, right there, are 8,000 people at, at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, I, I, I can only imagine that Indiana is going to have a, a nice sized um, contingent there. So it, it's going to be a tough one for OU. Um, I'd like to, to win, um, to really be in a good shape come Selection Sunday, but uh, it's nice that Rutgers doesn't it, – it, it's nice that it feels like Rutgers doesn't have to win this game. But, yeah, you mentioned it, you know, no, no real betting edge. Um, my number is Rutgers minus two and a half or whatever that's worth. Okay, next up in the Big Ten, Michigan State versus Maryland. Maryland is a point and a half favorite right now, and that's at a juiced number. It's at plus 108 right now, that minus one and a half for Maryland. That's, it's weird. It was just a minus one a second ago. And like I said, we're recording this just before midnight on um, Wednesday night. So these are the numbers as of so, uh, a, a midnight of Wednesday. So a juice, a, a plus value minus one and a half for Maryland. That's what you're yeah. saying? Matt? Yep. Basically yep. means to pick them. So when the money lines drop, I'm guessing the money line's not available right now. Uh, it's available. What is it? Minus 118 Maryland, plus 100 Michigan State. Interesting. Even. Yeah, it's weird. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the number right now. Let's say it's – let's call it a pick on. Let's call it minus one. Um, yeah. I like Michigan State in this game. I just like Tom Izzo's experience. I like the way Michigan State has turned their season around down the stretch. Um, these are two – you know, you look at their records in the Big Ten. They're both 9 and 11. Maryland's 15 and 12. Michigan State's 15 and 11. These are teams that are both likely in the tournament. Um, they both are going to be in the tournament. Uh, Michigan State really has proved that down the stretch in the second half. Maryland's um, kind of on a backslide. And Maryland is on a backslide. You're absolutely right about that. Um, I, 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 you look at the analytics and, like, maybe Maryland favored they're, – they're favored because they have a better offense in Michigan State. Michigan State has struggled – all season long to make shots, but like these analytics haven't caught up to the last, you know, 10 games that Michigan state has played where they actually have made shots and they have let Aaron Henry run, you know, run it through Aaron Henry. Um, so I just like Michigan state just cause I think Tom Izzo is a better coach than Mark Turgeon and he's got this team firing at the right time. They're off a big win over Michigan in the last game of the regular season that really sealed their um, March madness um, birth most likely. Um, should be a good game. I, I think I'm going to be playing Michigan state. Okay. Um, I feel like if you're going to play Michigan state, you should play it as soon as possible. Um, cause I just don't see the line moving towards Maryland. You know, I think it feels like one of those where people wake up, they want to bet the 1130 game, uh, Michigan state as a dog, like Michigan state is a small favorite. They're playing great. Like people are going to bet Michigan state. 
my number on the game is a total, a straight pick them. Like I have them rated equally. Uh, Maryland was like a two and a half point favorite, three point favorite at home against Michigan state, like a week or so ago when Maryland won outright. I don't have a play yet. I'm going to see how far the line pushes in favor of Michigan state. And I may be buying back on Maryland. Um, not that I'm buying against Michigan state. I just think that one of these teams is playing really well and one isn't, and I'm just going to buy the opposite of that. Um, I think the fact that Maryland, I think the way Maryland plays and like their style and just a, a complete perimeter oriented attack, I, I think that's actually troublesome for Michigan state. Um, and I don't know, like Sparty's played great against the really good teams, the Illinois, the Ohio state, the Michigans, but they've struggled. Um, they've struggled against the, like the, the next tier, even during their recent hot streak. Right. Um, they lost to Purdue. Um, they really needed a late run to cover against Indiana. They, they never really came close to beating Maryland. So I kind of like the Terps. I think like weirdly the Terps need this game more, which is a crazy thing to say because a week and a half ago, we would have never thought that. Um, but I think, I think Maryland writes the ship and um, I haven't played it yet. I don't really like it unless Maryland's getting like a, like one and a half points of value, like as a dog. So I'm just waiting and, and seeing if it, if it goes that way. All right, next game, Penn State, Wisconsin. Line is not out yet on this game when we are recording this. Uh, Ken Palm has Wisconsin as a three-point favorite. Um, if that's the case, I love Wisconsin, honestly. Um, and I have struggled to bet Wisconsin all season. I think Justin can kind of say the same. They're kind of a tricky team to peg down. Um, but this is a Penn State team that was, you know, they were losing to Nebraska at the half. They came back. They had to cover six and they pushed. So they had a good second half effort against um, Nebraska. They're all, they're playing on a back-to-back, obviously, um, second day in a row here. Wisconsin is fresh. Wisconsin is a better team than Penn State. If the number's three, I like Wisconsin with the full possession. I don't know what the number is. I'm just saying if it's minus three, I'll, I would I, I would pound Wisconsin. Um, I, I think – I think the three is totally likely. Um, it may be closer to three and a half, four. Um, my number on the game is Wisconsin minus four. I would like Wisconsin minus three as well. Um, I think Penn State speed does give them some trouble, and I'm still not sure what Wisconsin is. I think in their solid performance against Iowa the last time out, they may have figured something out. And I think that obviously Wisconsin has the pieces of a team that people thought was a top 10 team at one point this season, at the beginning of the season. If they are able to just kind of rally and be like, all right, new season, like new mentality, um, let's just go win every game and win the national championship because that's what their goal was going into the season. Then I think Wisconsin is definitely the play here. Um, But from a matchup perspective, like we've seen Penn state's athleticism and speed give Wisconsin's uh, slow Midwestern fellas some trouble. So I'm not running to the window on it if it's three, but like, I definitely like Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin minus three is a strong lead. Um, but we don't have an official number on that one yet. All right, Minnesota versus Ohio State, final game in the Big Ten tomorrow. Also don't have a number on this one yet, Um, but Ken Palm says minus 11, Ohio State. There's a a line out. We just don't have access to it. Oh, there is a line out. Why don't we have access to it? Well, because it's not, you know, it it opened offshore. So there's offshore line. So find it offshore and tell me what we got. I got it. It's 11. Okay. It's 11 on bet online. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. So 11, we'll say 11 is the number. 
Um, don't have any interest in betting a double-digit spread here in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Ohio State's lost four in a row to close their season, so I think they're hungry, and I think they're going to come out and prove that, like, hey, we're still a two-seed in the NCAA tournament, um, and this is our time to really turn things around here with a game against Minnesota. Minnesota snapped a huge losing streak um, on Wednesday versus Northwestern. Um, so more a product of Northwestern terrible game. Like that game was horrible. Like that game was so bad. Yeah. Um, so I have no interest in backing, you know, either side here. Um, I I don't know. I I think you probably feel the same. Yeah. I I mean, no, I don't. Um, you're making really good points, right? Do you think Ohio state blows them out? Probably. So then why are you yeah. afraid of the big number? I don't know. Because it's the Big Ten. Anything can happen. I think Ohio State's going to blow them out. Yeah. I, I mean, mean – Great. They had their win. Now they're – now like, yeah. It's a billion shots and give up a bunch of open shots to Ohio State. Like, good luck. Yeah. Ohio State's hungry as hell. Hungry yeah. as hell. I think Ohio State rolls them. Yeah. And, you know, my the, my initial cap of this was that Ohio State's hungry and – Yeah. They, so, like, it would feed into them covering 11 – so I don't know. Maybe I do like Ohio State minus eleven. We'll see. We'll see what the line is for us. Like if, if honestly, I think Ohio State minus eleven and a half or better, maybe a bet. I think Ohio State wins. Wins going away. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Um, you kind of talked me onto that now as well. You talked yourself. You talked me onto it. <laughs> I I did. I really did. I don't know how you weren't talking yourself onto it. Uh, because you you're see, like, you're like Ohio State. Ohio State's gonna be hungry. Minnesota sucks. Ohio State should blow them out. They've been struggling. Like this is a perfect yeah, yeah. for them. But I don't like either side. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So uh, maybe I do like Ohio State. My yeah. subconscious was coming out there and saying, "Bet Ohio State." So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, that's the Big Ten. Let's go on to the Big Twelve. Um, first game: Oklahoma State versus. Great game State. in the Big Twelve today. Like, great oh my God, great games. <laughs> yeah, the Big Twelve is just as good as the Big Ten, and the the yeah, it's 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 an it's an awesome slate in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma and it's State a smaller versus, conference, so they're jumping right into the quarterfinals. Exactly. So all these yeah. stinky teams are out of the way. Pretty much, um, yeah. Like you only got K State hanging yep. around, so and they'll um, be done, they'll be done by lunchtime. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I, I guess not really lunchtime, like mid afternoon, but like they'll they'll be done pretty pretty shortly. They'll be done by dinner. So Oklahoma State West Virginia is the first game. West Virginia is a three point favorite. Um, Justin, you like West Virginia in this one? I do. Um, yeah. So Cade Cade is gonna. I read that Cade and Isaac Likely are both expected to play. Yes. Cade's off a sprained ankle. Yes, and I don't know what the hell Likely's issue is. I think Oklahoma State's better without Likely. Hmm. I, I mean, yes, he's their emotional leader. He's a tough, like, hard-nosed defender. He rebounds. He, he, he passes. But he's a ball-dominant point guard who really only drives the ball downhill. And that's just not the guy you want to pair with Cade, who is a, just a high-usage guy himself. You need to surround Cade with either like a really athletic big, which they have in Caleb Boone and a bunch of shooters. That's when Oklahoma state's at their best. I weirdly don't like Oklahoma state with likely playing, even with Cade, Cade playing. Um, West Virginia just lost Oklahoma state. I think West Virginia is the better team. I think they cover the small number. 
I'm on the Mountaineers. It's really that simple. Okay. Um, I like the Mountaineers too, for all those reasons you just listed. Um, Oklahoma State is really, I think, I don't want to say outperformed down the stretch, but they have. They, they have. They've I mean, won a lot of big Ken, games. Bingo. Like, if you look at their Ken Palm numbers, I'm not, not saying – or Bart numbers, their efficiency numbers, I'm not saying that's, like, the be-all, end-all. Like, obviously, some of that stuff can be flawed and the numbers can be misleading. But if you look at their analytics, like, there's a reason why that they're th- – there's a reason why they're 35th in the country and not, like, 12th. Like, there's got to be a reason why. So – Right. Yeah. Um, all right, next really good game in the Big 12, um, arguably better, is Texas Tech-Texas. Um, Texas is a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and, Justin, you said you were taking a poop, saw the line come out, and you fisted Texas. Um, and uh, I love that. I, yeah. I love that because I like Texas as well here. I, we both said it right before we came on. We were briefly going over the games. Te- we think Texas is a better team than Texas Tech, and they're getting points in this situation. Uh, I'll take it any day. And if they lose and don't cover, they lose and don't cover, and that's okay. I like the side regardless of what happens. Um, and I think they have they're, – they're live as shit. Like, Texas is – I think they're going to win the game outright. They're getting a point and a half. So, lay the point – or um, take the point and a half just in case they lose by one. Um, but yes, I, I'm, I'm all over Texas here. Um, Justin. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I saw the line. I didn't immediately fist Texas. I had to, I checked my power ratings to make sure that, cause my thought was like, this makes no sense. I think Texas is better than Texas tech. And then I checked my power ratings, which said the same thing. I make Texas a small favorite minus one. And I saw the line plus one and a half plus two, whatever it was. Um, basically if you're getting any sort of point or better with Texas, like it's a play. They shouldn't be getting points here. Um, they're a more complete team. Uh, like, I think that's the most, like, that's the most important factor. Like, they are the more complete team. They've got more guys that can put the ball in the basket. They're long and athletic defensively. I think they can control the glass against Texas Tech. It was really kind of undersized, and I think Jericho Sims can give them some problems. Um, Texas has lost to Texas Tech both times they played this season. Once on a crazy comeback, Mac McClung three at the buzzer in Austin. And then the second time in front of um, a packed house in Lubbock, which was just a, a like a perfect storm spot for Texas Tech. Like they were struggling, losing streak, rivalry game, crazy atmosphere, like huge game. I think Texas is the better basketball team. I don't think they lose to Texas Tech three times in a season. Um, so yeah, give me give me the Longhorns. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it as well. Um, moving on in the Big Twelve. Another awesome game, um, Oklahoma versus Kansas. Now, this is a line we don't have yet as well. Um, Ken Palm makes it Kansas minus three. And if it's Kansas minus three, I like the Jayhawks. I really do. Um, Oklahoma really had a disappointing end of their season. They lost to Oklahoma State twice. They lost to Texas. Granted, very good teams. They also lost to Kansas State. Um, and then today they played Iowa State, or yesterday. Went, on Wednesday they played Iowa State in the first round. Um, they were an 11 and a half point favorite. They won by six. Um, they really let Iowa state, um, make it a game towards the end. Um, and you know, I just ugh, screw Oklahoma. I'm, I'm salty that they didn't cover against Iowa state. Um, Kansas is a better team than Oklahoma. Um, I know we liked it. Justin, you were all over Oklahoma earlier in the season. You have a future on them, I think to win the tournament. Um, and I mean, Oklahoma is still a good team. Let's not get it twisted, but Kansas here is fresh. 
Um, if they're a possession favorite, I, I'll take the points with the Jayhawks here and Bill Self. So I, I disagree. Um, we're anticipating the line to be three um, based on Ken Palm. I would take Oklahoma plus the points. Uh, I think that these teams are relatively equal. Um, my number is like Kansas minus one and a half. Um, I saw Oklahoma nearly beat Kansas at Fog Allen. I saw Oklahoma beat Kansas outright at Oklahoma. Uh, I love Oklahoma's guards. Um, Mo Gibson, Elijah Harkless, Austin Reeves, Devion Harmon. Like these guys are ballers. Like they can really hoop. Um, and as long as like Brady Mannix making shots or like getting the hell out of the way, like defensively, that's a huge factor. Um, the biggest reason why I like Oklahoma, this is really important. David McCormick may be the best big in the big, in the big 12 Kansas starting center. Mm-hmm. I saw tonight that he will not be playing tomorrow. Typically I would love McCormick going up against Brady Manick, who's an undersized kind of soft, like stretch forward type that's forced into the center spot. If McCormick doesn't play, which it doesn't appear like he's going to play, that totally mitigates that that edge inside. I really like Oklahoma getting points. Wow. You can get a three and a half. Like I love it. Um, because just the the Kansas's biggest matchup edge, like by far, like bar none, was McCormick against Manic inside. Yeah. And no McCormick just totally alters the game. And I think if you take McCormick off the floor, like I would make Oklahoma a slight favorite. Like that's how, that's how big an impact he has. Um, And I know that I'm not just like, that's not just a bullshit theory. Like we, we saw Jericho Sims destroy Brady Manick inside. And that was a huge reason why Texas ended up winning that game at Oklahoma, you know? So like, that's like a real factor. So I like Oklahoma tomorrow getting points. Um, Honestly, I would take him two and a half or better. So Okay. All right. Um, so we may be head-to-head there, but obviously we don't have an official line on that yet. We're going to see what we get there. Um, moving on in the Big 12, the last game in the Big 12, and this one's a, a stinker. It's Kansas State versus Baylor. Yep. Um, we have a line. We do have a line. It's 19 and a half, Baylor. Um, holy crap. Um, K-State is off a win over TCU. Me and Justin were both on TCU on Wednesday. Um, just a terrible game. Um, so now Baylor has to beat Kansas State by 19 and a half, which I think is very doable. Do I have any interest in wagering on them, beating them by 20? Not really. Um, Justin, anything to add? No, but Baylor's played Kansas State twice this season. They won by 31 and they won by 48. <laughs> so. The number actually feels kind of small. Yeah, it does feel kind of small, especially now that it's the postseason. Teams don't mess around. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not betting it. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, that wraps up the Big Twelve. Let's go right over to the SEC. SEC. Uh, let's start with Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Kentucky's a three and a half point favorite. Um, Justin, I know you like the Wildcats in this one. Yes, um, I do, but I wouldn't play it any further than three and a half. Um, this isn't really so much a number play because my number on the game is three and a half. It's more of a, I think Kentucky's better. I think they match up well. I think they're starting to figure it out offensively. They've got a few more weapons from the outside, which is huge. Um, and I think that this is 
Coach Cal's chance to shine. I think Kentucky's been rounding into form over the last few weeks of the season. Um, we've seen them spike and have some awesome performances. They're physical. They're athletic. Um, they've got some really good guards that are playing better now, like B.J. Boston. Davion Mintz are starting to really play well. Like Kentucky's a force to be reckoned with in this SEC tournament, and I think they cover the small number against Mississippi State. All right. Um, I concur. I like Kentucky as well. Um, go Wildcats. Go Calipari. Uh, UGA versus Mizzou. Mizzou minus six. Um, this was a lean for me initially, just looking at it, gut feeling Mizzou better than Georgia. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you have on this one? Or do you have a different feel than me? The, the Ken Palm line is five. Um, so there's not like an edge there um, based on the Ken Palm line. But um, I don't know. What, what's your uh, cap on this one? Mr. Two. Um, haven't played it. My number's Missouri minus seven and a half. So like, I do kind of like Missouri. Um, these two teams played in Athens a few weeks ago when Missouri was going through that weird week without Jeremiah Tillman mm -hmm. and Georgia won outright. But I think Tillman's a huge player, a huge piece. I kind of lean Missouri. The number's kind of big though. Like Georgia has shown that they can kind of randomly beat good teams they've beaten lsu they've beaten mizzou um like they're they're totally live as a dog but they've done that more so as a home team than i don't know uh, they, they won at ole miss also like I, they're they're sketchy and like i don't really have a very good feel for georgia like i don't know why i just don't yeah so i don't know if i'm gonna bet it but i do lean missouri that's just because i i feel like i have a really good feel for almost every team in the power six conferences Georgia's not one of those teams. So Georgia and Ohio State. Um, I just found Missouri minus five and a half um, on DraftKings. So just a heads up there. If you want to add a better number, um, five and a half is available. Um, Ole Miss at South Carolina. South Carolina is a seven-point favorite here. Uh, these are two teams I have no feel on. I, I'm just going to go out, go ahead and say it. Uh, so – I will not be placing anything on this. South Carolina is a weird team. They're up and down. Justin? Well, these are two teams that I feel like I have a very good feel on. Fantastic. Uh, that's why That's why we have you on this podcast, Mr. Sharp. I had done a lot of betting on South Carolina and Ole Miss. Um, more winning on Ole Miss than South Carolina. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did I say that right? Is Ole Miss, Ole Miss is the favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. O Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite. I said South Carolina was a seven-point Oh, sorry. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite. Ole Miss minus seven, definitely. Definitely yeah. Ole Miss, not South Carolina. No, I feel like I have a very good feel on both these teams, but um, like Ole Miss is obviously the better team. Ole Miss, is, Ole Miss can't lose this game if they win. Like I like them in the NCAA tournament. I like, their, I like them making the NCAA tournament. They lose. It's real dicey. Um. I kind of like South Carolina plus the points. Mm -hmm. My number is just Ole Miss minus four and a half. Um, like South Carolina is just, I can't, like they're such a freaking enigma, but they have all the pieces and all the talent. And I think when Frank Martin's a hell of a coach and I think he can galvanize the troops, like, all right, guys, we have the talent. Like we've won at Florida. We took Alabama down to the wire. Like we have the pieces. All we have to do is defend at a high level and, and, and we'll be good. I love South Carolina plus seven, plus six and a half or better tomorrow, to be honest. If you're getting the full two possessions, I really, I really like it because I think South Carolina is most vulnerable against teams that make shots from the outside because South Carolina does have a hard time scoring, but they do want to get up and down the floor in transition. Um, 
Ole Miss is not a good three-point shooting team. So I think that's a huge factor. Uh, that's honestly the factor. Like, I don't see Ole Miss, like, making a ton of shots and making life really difficult for South Carolina. So I think South Carolina will be able to force some turnovers, um, rebound effectively, get on the glass and get out and run, which is where they're successful. And they've got athletes in transition. Jermaine Kushnard is a beast at point guard. AJ Lawson is, is their best scorer. Um, and Keyshawn Bryan is like a freak of nature athlete. Like this is a South Carolina team that has the pieces and I've been saying it all season long. And I think it clicks tomorrow. And I think that they can hang in there with Ole Miss. I think seven is just a few too many points. Um, six and a half or better. Give me the Cox. All right. Uh, last game in the SEC, Vanderbilt versus Florida. Florida is an eight-point favorite. Um, Vanderbilt's off a win over Texas A&M on Wednesday in the first round of the SEC tournament. Now they take on Florida. Eight points seems kind of steep. Um, but Florida's like obviously the better team, like a way better team. So do they cover eight? So I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure either. The problem with Florida, dude, is they just – this is one of those lines that um, I don't think is out yet. It's a Ken Palm line. Okay. Like, like Vandy's been weird. Like they've gotten better as the season's gone on, you know. So – like Mike White's not a guy I want to lay points with. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away. Like I think Vandy can hang in there with Florida for sure. But if Vandy's cold from the outside, then like Florida should roll them. Um, Trey Mann was dealing with migraines last game. Didn't play against Tennessee. I would assume he'd be back because uh, if the migraine is lasting like four days, that's a really big issue. <laughs> so I think I'm sure I have a feeling he'll play. Uh I I don't like either side tomorrow. I think the number's sharp. Um, my number on my number on the game is Florida minus eight. So no thanks. No edge. No. All right, let's move on to the ACC tournament. Tournament. Um, do you say, you know what? One of my favorite things to do is say tournament instead of tournament. Tournament. You know what I mean? Tournament. Yeah, like, I don't really. I think. I think sometimes I say one, and sometimes the tournament. The tournament, not the tournament. It's the Big Ten tournament. It's a tournament. tournament. Um. Anyway. Yes. Syracuse, Virginia. Um. We were dead wrong on Syracuse yesterday. We had NC State. See, I don't even feel like we were dead wrong. I just think Syracuse played their best game of the season. I mean, they blew them out. Yeah. But I think Syracuse played their best game. It's like they shot like 68% from three, like 58% from the field. Like they were firing on all cylinders. The zone looked looked better than it had all season long. Okay, yeah. So we were we – were, I was dead wrong. Correct. We were, <laughs> we were dead wrong. If, uh, if roundabout way of saying, yeah, we were dead wrong. Yeah. Um, so, all right. The numbers here minus five. My initial gut feeling is Virginia. I like Virginia. Um, but I'm a little um, – I, I pause a little because five is a lot of points. Um, Syracuse obviously is coming off um, – you know, this is a back-to-back for them. Virginia's fresh. This is their first game in the tournament. Um, oh, it, it, it seems like a steep number. So, I don't know if I like laying five with Virginia. And we've been saying it all year. Virginia's a bit of a paper tiger – um, and I mean, here's a good chance for them to prove that we're not, and we can beat Syracuse, a team that we're a five point favorite against. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't really, like I said, my initial lean was Virginia. So I'm going to really think about this one, but 
the more and more I talk about this and I haven't even heard your opinion yet, the more and more I just want to stay away. Yeah. Um, Cause my, I don't really have an interest in backing Syracuse here. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> my number is uh, Virginia minus six. Um, when coming like, as the season's kind of wound down now into the conference tournaments, usually I, I would like two and a half points two two and a half points to really bet a side of, of edge. Um, right now, I think one, one and a half points, if I can get like even a small edge, like I, I think that's an edge worth betting. Uh, Virginia is not the same team as NC state. So like, congratulations, Syracuse, you shot the lights out from three. Like you, you got a lot of easy looks like that. That's, like if you if you don't turn the ball over against NC State, like you're gonna get like good looks on offense. That's what happened. They didn't turn the ball over. Not gonna happen against Virginia. Like Virginia's not gonna force you to turn the ball over. They're just gonna force you to take a lot of tough shots. Um, I'm willing to fade the Syracuse regression. Um, I would like Virginia minus four and a half. Like I don't think Syracuse shoots the ball nearly like they. They're not gonna shoot that well again. Like that ju- it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. And, like Tony Bennett is. Uh, he is a surgeon um, in designing ways to defeat the zone. Virginia's a terrific three-point shooting team, and like obviously Syracuse, the Syracuse zone lends itself to to open threes. And I just think the 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 high post is going to be a key for Virginia and Sam Hauser in that high post making good decisions, looking opposite, free throw line jump shots, dumping it down to Jay Huff, like doing that all afternoon. Like that's a huge, huge edge to UVA. Um, I think Virginia wins the game. I think they cover. Um, the number is big, but it's not really that big. Uh, I would like four and a half. That's like the number I want. So no play yet. But if you can get Virginia minus four and a half, then enjoy. Boom. All right, next game, Miami versus Georgia Tech. Miami, the Cinderella team of the ACC tournament. Uh, the Cinderella team across really all of the uh, Power Five Conference tournament, Power Six Conference tournament so far. Um, they knocked off Pitt in the first game, which wasn't much of an upset, but still was an upset. Um, and then today they knock off Clemson. Um, they were a non-upset. <laughs> Yeah, they were a nine-point yeah. underdog uh, against Clemson. Now they're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog again today versus Georgia Tech. Uh, don't have any interest in this one is either. I mean, Miami, this is their third game in three days, um, but they're obviously hot. They're playing well. This is Georgia Tech's first game in the tournament. Georgia Tech's a very good team. Um, I feel like we've had success betting Georgia Tech games this season. Uh, Justin, I think you have a great feel for this team. But nine and a half is a lot. That being said, um, I, I I do like if gun to my head, I would I'll, I'll take Georgia Tech any day of the week here. Um, but that's gun to my head. Uh, you know, there's no reason for me to bet this game to lay ten points with Georgia Tech. You know, Miami shocked the world. Miami, go, go ahead, pull off another upset here. Um, they're really not playing for anything because they're well. I guess they are playing for a tournament bid by winning the ACC tournament. If they, if they can stretch it that far, but I, you know, that, I don't think obviously that's not going to happen. Um, but I don't know. Here's an, it's an interesting game here versus Georgia tech and it's a big spread. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Right. Um, my number is like Miami plus seven and a half, but like, yeah. throw that shit away. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not betting on Miami tomorrow. Exactly. 
Um, Miami had. They're also like, like they could go out and just get lose by twenty tomorrow. You know what I mean? I think is totally in play. Um, right, right. I'm talking about a Miami team that has been like god awful offense. I know, I know. 287th in the country in effective field goal percentage. Oh. Um, the last like yesterday, uh, 58.3% effective field goal field goal percentage. Yeah. Um, that is 10 percentage points, 11 percentage points higher than their season average. That's crazy against a Clemson yeah. defense that is really good. Like yeah. they had a fluke outlier performance in the win over um, Clemson. I think Georgia Tech's an even like worse matchup. Like Georgia Tech it plays these funky zones. They're going to force turnovers. And if they're not like forcing turnovers, they're going to make you sh- make threes. And like Miami sucks at shooting threes. Um I really like Georgia Tech tomorrow. Miami's going to pack it in. Um, they're going to force you to shoot threes. Georgia Tech loves to shoot them. They'll make them. Um, they don't turn it over. They got really good point guard and Jose Alvarado. Great shooting guard, Michael DeVoe. They've got the fucking ACC player of the year and Moses Wright inside. They're yeah. a really good basketball team. And they're, they're playing great ball. They can't lose to Miami because that would – really put a wrench in their NCAA tournament resume, even though I still think that they're solidly in, but that just wouldn't be a good look. I like Georgia Tech. I do think they they win by double digits tomorrow. I'm having a hard time actually hitting submit. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Um, but, you know, what you just said, now I'm like, ooh, maybe I do well, like Georgia Tech. And the other thing is – More than I thought – the other thing to keep in mind about Miami is they have six, six scholarship players oh, right crazy. now. How are the they? Rotation really, is crazy. How are they gonna? Are they really gonna win a third? Are they gonna yeah. play well a third game in three, three days? days? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Honestly, the biggest factor to me is they had they had their best shooting performance of the season yesterday, or today, yesterday, whatever the hell you want to say. Like it's gonna be really hard for them to replicate that against another really good defense. Okay, so uh, take that information and do with it what you will. Um, it seems like we both kind of like Georgia Tech, but we're just we don't have the balls to back them here. Um, but all right, let's move on to the ACC. Uh, good game here, Duke versus Florida State. Uh, Justin, you were dead on about Duke on Wednesday. Um, they were a two two and a half point favorite versus Louisville. They won that game. They covered the spread. Now they're playing a Florida State team who's arguably the best team in the ACC, and Florida State has to lay three and a half. Um, and I think you like the Seminoles here. I think this is where you're you're going against the Dukies. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Duke. Yeah, fuck you, Duke. Duke, you know what? You did your job. You, got, you won me some money today. Um, now it's time for some big boy basketball and, like, I've been pretty clear on this all season long. I think Florida state has the ceiling of a final four team. Like they could be that good. Um, And I'm ready to see them put it all together and just dismantle Duke and say, yeah, you you know, you think you got a shot to run the table and make the NCAA tournament. No. Um, Anything three and a half or better supply. I think Florida state wins by multiple possessions. So I like getting that full more than a full possession. Um, Like that's, that's fine. Uh, Like four or more is, 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 fine um i like the way florida state matches up with duke right uh like florida state's length should be a real problem for duke's guards like duke has good guards but they're kind of undersized and i think that they'll struggle shooting over florida state's length 
Um, I love the way Florida State is versatile offensively. They've got so many different weapons. They rebound at a high level. Like, they score inside. They defend the interior, which is huge. Like, I think Florida State has, like I, I said, I think Florida State has that, that ceiling, and I think they are definitely a lot better than Duke. Um, my number is Florida State minus five. So uh, three and a half is the number. You can get three and a half or better. Hop on the Seminole train. Virginia Tech at UNC is the final ACC game tomorrow. It's another good one. Um, is this an official line? Do we have this line or is this Ken Palm? Uh, it is Ken Palm. Okay. No, no, no. It's, a, it's an official line. Sorry. It is an official line. Okay. All right. Um, so it's, it's UNC. officially three. It's not three, three and a half. It's like fluctuating depending where you okay. look. So let's juiced, say UNC. Juiced, juiced three or straight three and a half. Let's say three and a half then. UNC, a three and a half point favorite oh, versus. Gosh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Duke. No. All good, brother. Uh, fuck. North Carolina is a Ken Palm line. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, but it's minus three um, on Ken Palm. We were waiting the official line for that. Um, they're playing Virginia Tech. Say the line's three. Um, I think that's I think that's sharp. Um, I still kind of like North Carolina, though. Um, their bigs are just too good. Their bigs are just too good. Roy Williams is a beast. I love Roy Williams. I think UNC has something to prove in the ACC tournament. Um, Virginia Tech's a good team too. You know they they have been good all year. They're nine and four in the ACC, fifteen and five. They're a tournament team. Kiva Luma is very good. Um, but I think it's it's just uh, I, I I like the Tar Heels. Um, I don't know how you feel, and I don't have an official number, so it's hard for me to say what you know give a play but if it's minus three i think that would be the max i would want to lay with unc yeah so my number is unc minus one um but that doesn't take into account the fact that virginia takes off a covid pause which means then my number is probably more like unc minus three um i don't have a play i think unc should be able to destroy him inside but virginia tech is sneaky good they're well coached we got some really good guards. They can make shots, but like off the COVID pause, you never know who's actually healthy and, and who's going to play um, as good as Kevin Luma is. Like, I don't think that his, he's going to struggle. Like, like North Carolina is going to throw multiple bigs at Aluma all game long. Like yeah. he's not, it's, it's going to be hard for him to have a good game. Um, but Virginia tech can make shots from the outside. They are athletic. They do defend well. Um, I, I can't keep like, betting North Carolina, even though I, as much as I really like UNC and I think that they're a dangerous team because I think they have a really high ceiling come the tournament, it's it's tough to continue to bet them as a favorite just because they are so hot and cold from the outside and and usually cold. Like, they're not a good perimeter shooting team, and that's um, that just can be a team's downfall no matter how good you are inside. So nothing for me. Um, I agree with you, though, Matt. I, I lean UNC. All right, that wraps up the ACC. Let's go to the Big East um, because screw the Pac-12. I hate the Pac-12. We'll do them last. Um, first game in the Big East is Georgetown versus Nova. I gave out Georgetown as a lean. Um, I didn't end up playing it. Um, I should have. I should have stuck with my gut. Um, they they won outright at Marquette, and they were getting three points. 
Um, uh, so now they're playing Nova. Nova, obviously, without their best player, Colin Gillespie. Um, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. Unfortunate timing for Nova. Um, I, this number is a lot. It's a lot, and we haven't seen Nova play without Gillespie that much this season. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, we've seen him play, what, one or two games without Gillespie since he was hurt? One and a half, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Eight, eight is a big number. I think Nova should be able to cover eight. No interest, though, for me. No play. I don't think Nova's going to cover eight. You don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't. My number without – so Gillespie's not the only guy who's out. Um, Justin Moore is doubtful, and he's their backup point guard slash, like, like if Gillespie's Jacob Young, then Justin Moore's Geo Baker, like, for Villanova. So they're missing their they're missing their two best ball handlers. That's a huge factor. Georgetown's playing great ball. Like they're going to rebound. They're going to make shots from the outside. I don't even know who the hell's going to be running point for Villanova. My number's like Villanova minus four and a half. Like they're missing their starting backcourt. Like I and I I don't even think I've downgraded them that much. I just think it's going to be really difficult. Like. You're missing your starting backcourt. Like, that's huge. It's huge. Georgetown's playing well. I love Georgetown. Plus, like, seven or better. Um, and you're there are plenty of eights, eight and a halves out there. Um, honestly, six and a half or better. <laughs> I like Georgetown. Like, I think that they keep it close. I think they're super duper live. Um, I would. I want nothing to do with Villanova right now. Not that I'm trying to fade them. I just think that the books are um, – they have not properly adjusted the number to reflect – what Villanova is missing. Uh, so I do. I, I like the Hoyas a lot tomorrow, today, whatever. Seton Hall at St. John's is the next game. This was a gut lean for me when I saw the number. It was the Johnnies plus one and a half. Justin, you liked um, of all teams in the Big East to put a future on based on the odds. You thought the Johnnies were a decent play here to uh, take home the Big East crown based on the number. Now they have a, you know, a good matchup here with Seton Hall. They're a point and a half underdog. I kind of like the same. I kind of like St. John's out right here, but I feel like you have a very good feel on Seton Hall. You've, you've seen Hall play a lot this season. Um, I mean, you're going meh, but. um, I mean, I I have, I do. I feel like I have a good feel on them. I think my, my track record may disagree with that. Right. Like I I feel like I, I don't feel like I bet against Seton Hall very much. I feel like I bet on them a lot and I don't think they've, been really good ats um okay but do you have you have a what's your what's your handicap on this one st john's getting a point and a half it's uh it's interesting i think i think st john well never they're not really that much of a better team no i don't i don't think they're i don't think they're a better team i make it i kind of make it a pick them which means in theory like there is some value on st john's but i'm gonna bet seton hall (laughs) i i just i look at their team I look at what they have surrounding Mamu Kelishvili and, and Kevin Willard as the head coach and like the seniors. And I just, they look the part of an NCAA tournament team. And like, if they don't win some games here and get hot right now, they're not going to make it. Um, they've lost, they, they've split with St. John's this season. Um they were up 18 to nothing in their last game before St. John's came back and, and, and won. I just, I think Seton Hall is the better team. And at the end of the day, that's, that's, even though my power ratings make it a pick them, 
I just have this gut feel that Seton Hall's going to win. <laughs> um, I think that they're better than saying, I don't think they're going to lose two straight games to St. John's within the last I don't know, week and a half, whatever it is. Uh, I like Seton Hall on the glass. Um, I like Seton Hall's ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, you know, I, I think Seton Hall's a little bit better defensively, even though St. John's can like ratchet up the pressure. There's really I don't really have much else to say other than I, I I try not to have gut leans, but like I just think Seton Hall's a better basketball team and I think that they win. And I think that Kevin Willard is a terrific coach in the Big East tournament. And I think he finds a way to get it done. And I think the veteran team against the young St. John's team, I think that is a factor in the conference tournaments. So I like Seton Hall. Um, experience, uh, rebounding just played St. John's and lost to him last week, blowing a big lead. Like all these things. I just, I like Seton Hall, even though my number says it should be a pick em. Okay. All right. It's fine. Talk to that with yourself. I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, where else are we going in the Big East here? Okay. Creighton versus Butler. Oh, Creighton is a nine and a half point favorite versus Butler. Too big to cover or no? I mean, they just beat Butler by 22 points the other day. Um, yeah. But we know that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but it should be taken into account. Yeah. So Butler is Butler's crazy, man. They got they got two freshman guards. They're backward. Two freshman guards, um, Miles Tate and Chuck Harris. These these guys have like the biggest nuts. Like they just make shots. They take tough shots. They don't. They're fearless. Like. Butler's going to be really, really good in the future with these two guys in the backcourt. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Coach McDermott's back for Creighton. Um, I He's think back Butler, on the plantation. <laughs> my number is Creighton minus eight. So, like, I do kind of have a slight edge on Butler. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to do it, but I kind of like Butler. Yeah. Um, just, but the problem against the problem with betting against Creighton is they are so explosive offensively and like they can they can just roll teams all the time. They just have that that ceiling and that freaks me out and that's why I rarely fade Creighton because they do have that ceiling. Um, I was burned once. I bet Seton Hall against Creighton and Seton Hall blew a sixteen point lead and Creighton won outright. It just Creighton has that crazy peak where they just make every shot and they look fantastic offensively and that scares me away from betting against them, but I like what Butler's been doing. They're healthy uh, for the most part. Um, they've been playing pretty good basketball. They just beat Seton Hall and Villanova and Xavier only loss in that stretch is to Creighton. Um, so like, yeah, why the hell can't they keep it close? You know, like, I feel like they are, uh, I'm seeing plus 10 offshore. Like if that's the case, I kind of like Butler. So, uh, yeah, give me Butler plus 10, whatever. Mine, Butler Bulldogs. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck that. Hate that, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, all right, final game in the Big East. We got UConn versus DePaul. UConn is laying 14 points here versus DePaul. That's a Ken We think. Ken Palm. Sorry, sorry. We think. We think. Ken Palm number. So, we're not exactly sure. Um, do you have anything to say about this, if the number's that big? Like, like – I would like to fade UConn, but I'm not going to do it with DePaul. Yeah. That makes it like I will be – if UConn beats DePaul, I'll be fading UConn in the next game against Seton Hall or St. John's. I know that. 
I'll be fading UConn in the NCAA tournament. I know that. Like, I'm not as high on them as the market is, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to fade them with DePaul. So there you go. Um, okay, and then let's move to the Pac-12 final conference here. Um, USC is minus eight versus Utah. Pac-12 whisper. What you got? The Pac-12 whisper was zero and one in the Pac-12 today. Yes, he was on Wazoo State, as was I. <laughs> That should that was that, honestly that should that should have hit, but whatever. I can't. Yeah. I can't really. Neither here nor there. Yeah. No play for me. Um, number feels really sharp. Uh, I make it USC minus seven and a half. It's minus eight. You said um, Utah beat them at home, but like Utah beats everybody at home, so like that's not a surprise. Uh, I think Evan Mobley and the, the USC interior should have a field day against Utah. Like they're just not, they're not sturdy enough inside. And like, they kind of have to have a, a, an awesome shooting night and force a ton of turnovers. I just think USC has a lot of talent, but like, I, I can't bring myself to lay that kind of number with them. So, so nothing for me. Um, not even a lean. Like I really just have nothing on, on the game. All right, Oregon minus eight and a half versus Arizona State. Arizona State obviously was the team that screwed us with the Washington State game, so they move on to play Oregon. Oregon minus eight and a half. Eh, I kind of like Oregon, but I don't know. I I, I don't have conviction on the Pac-12. Yeah, I I usually do, but I I don't right now. Um, I don't hate Oregon tomorrow. I I do kind of like Oregon. I think that they match up well with Arizona State, and I I just – I don't think that Arizona State can hang with Oregon. I, I Oregon's not going to turn it over. They're going to make a ton of shots. Like they're playing such good basketball right now. But Arizona State's pesky. Like Bobby Hurley is a fiery guy. It wouldn't surprise me if they fell down big and then came storming back. It wouldn't surprise me if they kept fighting all game long. Like I just not laying a big number there. I don't feel really good about Oregon. I can't tell you confidently Oregon's going to roll in tomorrow because I just. I'm not so sure that they did that they do roll them. So no, nothing for me. UCLA laying five versus Oregon State. My number is UCLA minus six and a half. So there's edge. There's an edge. There's a slight edge. Uh, I think UCLA is playing really good basketball right now. But I Oregon State is one of those few teams in the Power Six that I don't have a good feel on. Um, I came into the year thinking that they. I've actually upgraded them a ton throughout the year in my power ratings. Like I came in thinking they were maybe the worst team in the, the power five, power six, whatever, obviously wrong on that. Um, but do I think they're good enough to cover this number? No, I don't. I think you, I think UCLA is a lot better than Oregon state. And I, I like the way UCLA has been playing. Um, I think things are clicking for them and a lost Oregon state here would be a really bad thing for their NCAA tournament hope. So I like UCLA, no play yet, but it's definitely a lean, and I'll, I'll see how I feel waking up tomorrow. But I, I do like UCLA. I like the way they match up. Um, I think that they'll be able to control the glass. Um, I, I just I think they'll control the tempo. Like those are important things. But Oregon State has weirdly gotten hot from the outside multiple times. Like it's just ah, it's a tough one to really get a good feel on. Um, lean UCLA, but no pl- no play right now. All right. Um, last Pac-12 game. I don't have it. Do you have it? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Let me just make sure that Stanford did lose. Uh, they lost by 18. Wow. Fucking Stanford. 
Um, so it'll be Cal. Hang on. Cal against Colorado. Colorado's going to be a huge favorite. Just a heads up. Colorado. Like minus 16. What do you think, Matt? Colorado minus 16. What do you think? What do you think I think? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Come on. I have nothing. Nothing. Really? Nothing else there. Fine. All right. Um, all right. Um, one more one more game I'm, I like tomorrow. I like Boise State minus three and a half against Nevada. Okay. All right. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I, I do like Boise Mountain West. Yeah, in the Mountain West. Um, that's the only other game that I'm really taking any kind of any kind of look at tomorrow outside of the power conferences. Um, okay. Um, well, there you have it. 24 games we just broke down, Mr. Santu. Crazy. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I do have one more. I okay. played Tulsa. I like Tulsa. Minus three and a half or better. Um, and who are they playing? State, Boise State's minus three and a half or better for me against Nevada. Tulsa minus three and a half or better against Tulane. Okay. We like that, right? We like Tulsa. We do like Tulsa. In this house, we bet on Tulsa. Yeah. Um, I don't bet against right. Tulsa. I, I bet on Tulsa. 24, uh, 24 games, a couple added plays in the back end there. Um, it, was, it was a great episode. I think we were concise. I think we were clear. I think we have a pretty good feel on the card. Um, we talked out a lot. We have a lot of leans, a few, pl- uh, some plays, some, you know, games that we want no part of that we talked about anyway. So I, this was, I think, one of our best podcasts yet, Mr. Santu. Yes, sir. Um, all right. We will uh, talk tomorrow and see if we have a good day or not. Um, Twitter coming soon, so look out for that. I've been saying it for a little while now to Justin, but I want to start getting our some of our plays out up on Twitter, so make it a little easier for people to follow and track and tail um, either the sharp or the square. Um, so, Mr. Santu, we will talk tomorrow after my round of golf, and I will let you know how I played. Yeah, hit him straight, bro. I always do. <laughs> <laughs>